Search is still on this morning for Randall Hopley, a known sex offender who targeted children and escaped supervision. There are still so many questions about how this happened, about the system that even resulted in this situation. Now, Hopley served his full term after being convicted for the 2011 abduction of a little boy in Sparwood. He was released in October of 2018, but, but... The National Parole Board had also recommended a long-term supervision order, citing his high risk of reoffending as an untreated sex offender. So we thought, let's take a look back at how we got here, how we find them ourselves in this situation. Bill Graveland is with us. Bill is the national correspondent for the Canadian Press, who has extensively covered the Randall Hopley case for ten years plus, and has continued to follow the story. And joins us now, Bill. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Given everything you've covered in this story, it must not surprise you that this is back in the news. Well, I was surprised that uh, that it was back in the news because I kind of expected he'd be kind of kept in jail forever. Uh, especially, uh, I remember back at the uh, the hearing for the uh, for the uh, long term offender, uh, they said he was a high risk to offend. He refused to uh, accept uh, or to take any kind of. Uh, um, sexual uh, offender treatments unless he was guaranteed a shorter jail sentence. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this this is a guy with an IQ of, like, between 59 and 70-something. And uh, I, I just, you know, this is, a, this is a situation where this guy is broken. Yeah, Bill, and to, given how extensively you have covered this and you have seen how the system deals with someone like Randall Hopley, what is your assessment of that? Has the system tried to stay on top of it? I think they have, actually. I mean, this was a, this was national news for a couple of years that I was covering it. Um, I, I was impressed at the, the case that they laid out when they named him a long-term offender. I mean, they, they released stuff on him dating back from when he was 15, when he started sexually abusing uh, small children. He was designated a pedophile. And, uh, you know, the, the long-term offender, uh, you know, it, uh, it seemed to be they dealt with it really well. And now, unfortunately, um, people do eventually get out of jail sometimes. And uh, the fact that he's never really seemed to accept that he did anything wrong, it... Uh, I mean, I'm not sure what the system can do with that unless you, you know, unless they'd made him a dangerous offender and then they would have been an indeterminate jail term. Right. Because from your, from what you saw, every step of the way, it seems like the system tried. The BC, BC Prosecution Service tried, like the Correction Service side. Everybody tried to say, listen, this person is dangerous. Well, I, I remember one of the, ju- I think the judge that sentenced him, uh, uh, the quote that stuck out in my mind is that she uh, said that uh, uh, Randall Hopley had made the boogeyman real for a lot of children oh, and wow. a lot of people in the public. And, you know, you get parents who wake up in the morning and their, you know, their three-year-old is gone. And uh, and the, the other thing I, I remembered is that uh, he'd actually planned on taking the older brother, but uh, because he'd had a number of heart surgeries, he was uh, worried that uh, the, the child might uh, be startled and have a heart attack. And he didn't want to have to deal with that. So this is all stuff that came out in court. So this is stuff that he has said himself. Oh, yeah. The six hour. I watched a six hour interview with him and the police. Even uh, Paul Hebert, uh, the the little boy's dad, had talked to him for about an hour and told him that he forgave him and everything. And and, you know, he just said, well, I did never meant to hurt your son. I just wanted to spend some time with him. Um, You know, they chose the house, which was 
not so new now, but in the time it was sort of a new subdivision in, uh, in Sparwood. And he just walked in and, you know, grabbed him out. The door was open and uh, he grabbed him and took him away. Wow. I mean, it was, it was mind-boggling at the time. And there was so many people out looking for him. There were hundreds of people going through the bush, fearing the worst that they were going to find his body. And then all of a sudden, you know, he, he's fine. But, so. but I guess that's too far, is he though, right? Then that's the thing. It was all that happened. I remember that panic. I remember that story so well too. And you were there in the community when it happened. Even the idea that six years was what he ended up serving and that was his full sentence. I think even that bothers people. Oh, it does. And uh, like I say, it, you know, they always, uh, the old trope, they pulled out the parent's worst nightmare. Um, this was literally a parent's worst nightmare because they were pleading. Uh, uh, his mom and dad were were talking to the media and they were saying, "Look, just bring our boy back. Remember, no yeah. questions asked." You know, and it turned out that he'd had him in a like an abandoned cabin or one that was closed for the season. And, and you know, and during the trial, and this is something that, that the police have never said, the court never said that the boy was actually molested. Um, now, um, and it did come out in his hearing that, uh, probably the reason for that is that he was basically unable to, uh, perform uh, for a subtle way of saying things. So, you know, things could have been much worse and, uh, and, you know, and God knows what the little boy's done. His family moved, uh, I think way up in Northern Alberta after this happened and, uh, haven't seen much of, uh, the Hebert since. Well, understandably so, right? That they need to recover. And this obviously can't help. This can't help for the community, I think, in general, to hear this name back in the news. So, the you know, we've been trying to figure out what kind of went wrong here, Bill, in terms of his supervision. Uh, but from what you're saying is, and you were there every step of the way, all these hearings, the system has tried to do the right thing here. Well, you know, I mean, I, I read that he uh, he's also removed his ankle bracelet or he has ankle uh, monitor, which I thought was almost impossible to do. But uh, uh, I was a not. little shocked about yeah. that. I mean, you can't even track him. And this guy, you know, I once described him as looking like the groundskeeper uh, Bill Murray played on Caddyshack. I mean, uh, I mean, he's he's he's, you know, like a, just a little guy and could probably just fit in on the street. No one would even look at him twice. And so finding him, I'm afraid, is going to be uh, a little bit more difficult than people might expect. Well, talking about it, I think, helps, right? Getting that picture out there certainly helps. Bill, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Absolutely my pleasure. That Thank you. That is Bill Graveland. Bill is a national correspondent for the Canadian press, has extensively covered all of the cases involving Randall Hopley over the years. And the reason why that perspective is is so important right now is that we, you know, it's easy to say, oh, the system did this and the system did that. But Bill knows because he was there every step of the way to see what the system actually did. And he said, listen, the system tried the best that it could uh, under the circumstances to supervise this person, to keep this person behind bars, to put conditions there, to say everything that they could say. They believed he was a high risk to reoffend. They believed that, you know, he wasn't cooperating that he wasn't doing his court-ordered conditions. But again, they got to a point where there was only so much that they could do. Now, there's more to come on this. Obviously, police are, are following every possible lead. 
uh, what's important is for the public to also know what they're dealing with here. So if you go to our website, cknw.com or globalnews.ca, you can see the picture there. Police have put that out and said, you know, be on the lookout for this person. He has violated his conditions now. He did walk away from that halfway home. They do want him back under their supervision. So look at the picture. Know who, you know, we're dealing with here. And if you know anything, please contact police on that.